Hello. For those of you at home, we are experiencing technical <laughs> difficulties as John and Evan ter- apparently have terrible internet for some reason. Not oh, sure I'm Mr. Lonely. <laughs> what happened? Thing led to another, the only podcast where it is really just the editor having an existential fear of social life. <laughs> so are you are you saying that it's just you? It's just you sitting by yourself recording three sides of a conversation in different voices? Uh, yes. That's yes, upsetting. It it's an upsetting <laughs> image. Because you'd have to well, think beforehand about how much time you would need to say the things when you first record the first go and then the second part of the conversation and then the third and then you'd layer it all together to make it sound like you have friends. What else do you think I'm doing with my time? It's just, it's kind of upsetting if you go (laughs) through the whole thing. Well, I am George Croker, that's Evan Langford, and uh, who do we have with us today? Uh, We have Jono. Sorry, Yay. I came in a little early. <laughs> Jono, yeah, you're stealing my thunder, man. Come on. I get to do one thing on this podcast. I get to introduce people. And offend them. And offend them. So you get to do two things. Those are my two jobs. Man, I already did both to you. <laughs> yep. Um, I really want to real quick make an apology for last week's episode. Just because of like the amount of coughing and sniffling like all of us had in that, <laughs> I am still battling a cold. I'm assuming Evan was like completely bedridden for the last two weeks. Jono, are you sick at all? No. <laughs> Good. Oh. Hopefully okay. you can't Good get sick. I was over like video three call. weeks ago or more, but yeah, I'm good okay. now. Okay. Well, that's good, but I apologize. That was unforeseen circumstances. It so. was a lot. It was a lot. Anyway. Jono, um, just to start off, we'd like to know a little bit about you, uh, where you're from, uh, how you heard about camp. Okay, so I'm Jono. I make music. Um, currently working on construction, though. Sadly, I don't really like it. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I grew up in the country of Mexico. Um, as a missionary kid, so I lived there for 11 years. Um, some of our co-workers were, um, they used to be missionary staff at camp, so I had grown up hearing about Camp Forest Springs, you know, from their kids all the time. Um, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, do you remember how you met uh, Evan and I, respectively? So, with Evan... You're giving me that weird face. <laughs> no, I'm trying to remember. I don't know if you're going to say the same time that I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. Well, um, here's what I recall. So I was, I think I was playing guitar at Hillside. It was last summer, I think. Um, I was just playing guitar and I had like, you were in the room, like getting food or something, just like walking around. And then you were like, you came up to me and you asked if you could play the guitar. 
and I was like, sure. Or maybe maybe you were playing already, and I took your guitar and played a little bit. I don't remember <laughs> which was which. <laughs> we we've both played each other's guitars so like much that. that I don't. I don't know if it matters at this point. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those. Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, I I actually am gonna say a different time though, because we met before that. Um, oh. I came, <laughs> I came to camp during your trailhead year. To visit, uh, Ruth Birchall, mm-hmm. and I met you when I was there. And it was, uh, I think it was like November-ish, like before Thanksgiving break. Well, I didn't remember you then. (laughs) I don't honestly think that we had like a complete conversation, so that's okay. Um, And then you, George, um, again, it was at Hillside, and it was just like all the staff guys were playing table games and stuff. Um, We were playing cards. And I was, you were sitting next to me, I think, and we just, like, I feel like clicked immediately. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we were just, you know, Aww. talking about stuff. And then I heard that you had made some electronic music, so I was like, ooh, like, what do you use? And, like, we just bonded quickly, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what have you been doing since the summer, Jono? Um, like I mentioned earlier, working construction. Um, but every Wednesday I, um, (laughs) am working, like I'm focused more on music. So I take it off construction and just focus the whole day on working on music. So I've been working on a lot of stuff, but (laughs) none of it's out yet. (laughs) That is, uh, definitely a mood. It's like, everyone's (laughs) like, you know, what are you working on? And I'm like, literally so much. And they're like, when can mm. I hear it? You probably will never hear it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Except for the select few that have my yeah. Google Drive link. <laughs> hey. Ooh, can I get on that list? <laughs> Every once in a while, I like click in and I'm like, hey, what's Jono up to? I made like three songs last week. And I've never made three complete songs in a week. Wow. So that's I'm pretty awesome, impressed man. with myself. Okay, Jono. So transitioning a little bit. Mm-hmm. So just to start off our questions, uh, George and I try to alternate these, um, but I have no idea what his questions are because they're not written in the document. Yeah. So sorry, be shooting from the hip on that one. <laughs> but first question, uh, what's the weirdest thing that you like to eat? Um, so there's a few things that I like to eat that a lot of people think is weird. So one of them is cinnamon sticks, just like raw cinnamon sticks. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, and then you guys were kind of making fun of me over the summer about this, but peanut butter and cheese. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right. I will never understand that. I'm sorry, Jono. I love you, but like, ooh. (laughs) hey it's pretty good (laughs) (laughs) okay george Um, yeah the weirdest thing that i enjoy um would probably have to be ramen and applesauce together together 
Okay, now hang on, hang on, hang on. You kids, not just straight ramen, okay? You gotta add like some vegetables and some like beef or something. I would have been more okay with it if it were just ramen <laughs> without the addition of vegetables or meat. It would have been way better. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know, it's a childhood thing. It's something that I remember. I mean, it's not, I, I don't know, I don't have it that often, but when I do, it's like, I, I like it. I don't know why. Okay. Okay. So You're asking for the weird things. What were you yes, expecting? Yes, I, I am. I am. And I am enjoying this immensely. But I just have this image of you sitting with, like, a cup of applesauce and, like, a block of uncooked ramen. And you're just oh, dipping no. the block in the applesauce. Oh, that... That's, oh, that's okay. I should clarify. I it's not, like, a ton of applesauce. It's, like, maybe two or three teaspoons. It's, like, just a little bit. Okay. It's not even that much. Okay. Hmm. It's, I don't know. I'll make it sometime. It's, it's, it, I can't really describe it. I, I like it. I don't know. So, what about okay. you, Evan? so one time, uh, I made chili that had Coca-Cola in it oh. as one of the ingredients. So if I said that I like eating chili with Coca-Cola in it, would that be a correct answer? Yeah, but now do I get to criticize your answer? Why would you do that? That's so <laughs> gross. Actually, it's uh, not like, my real I just answer. Pic- I just picture you sitting there with a bowl of chili and a thing of Coca-Cola <laughs> and just dipping the chili into the Coke. <laughs> How do you feel That now? is a weird image. Uh, that's not my <laughs> real answer. I was just curious. Okay. Um, yeah. My real answer is... Uh, grasshoppers um this is something that has been a part of my life since i was like very little uh that's disturbing adrian and i used to catch grasshoppers and we would cook them and eat them uh and so i actually have a soft spot uh in my life for for grasshoppers you must have been a joy to raise (laughs) Yeah, well, you could say To be that. fair, they're not bad. <laughs> Jono says okay. they're not bad. I haven't had the honor. If, so. if they're, like, nicely grilled with some, like, um, salt and lemon on them. Yeah. Or sometimes some chili powder. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I used to oh. use, uh, like, steak seasoning. Um, anything that kind of brings out a little more flavor, it's very good. Okay. Do you just pan fry them or what? Uh, yeah, normally you want to, like, I would, like, soak them in hot water first, um, because you want to, like, remove any, uh, sort, like, parasites they might have, um, mm-hmm. so soak them in hot water and then, and then pan fry them. Okay, just whole thing. Whole thing. <laughs> whole thing, okay. All right, that's, uh, that's your opinion. <laughs> okay, well, on that note, um, Jono, I know you mentioned uh, your music and you make a lot of music, and I, I've heard a lot about it, but and Evan has too, obviously, but what got you started in making music, especially like EDM stuff? I don't know. Honestly, like, I was always interested in music, kind of. Like, my parents got me a drum set when I was 12, and so from there, it, that just picked nice. up. So I was playing 
drums for a while and then I started learning guitar and then at, for some reason I was just like oh people make music on the computer so like I looked for a free software <laughs> a legit one <laughs> it's called <laughs> LMMS yeah. um, and like I used that for a little bit and like at first I just didn't get it but once I you know started making some stuff i was like whoa this is actually a lot of fun and then i it just took off from there no way yeah that's really cool and now you're like this peak dj <laughs> you're wanted in yeah. all the clubs <laughs> all of them <laughs> everyone they're like jonathan mitchell we would love you to come to our club we have no like, idea how these I don't know. conversations we, actually go. Yeah, because we're because we're Christians. We don't understand that culture. Right. Maybe you I do. I just like you're... stare at them and just like <laughs> you like shuffle the don't top you do that with everyone anyway? and just kind of like sit up there, <laughs> staring at them with my yes. big eyes. <laughs> oh man. Okay, Jono. Uh, what is one thing that is socially acceptable to eat that you think is weird? Uh, for example, like for me, it's eggs. Um, very, very widely acceptable thing to eat. I enjoy eggs very much. But if you really think about it, it's weird. It's weird. We're like... <laughs> Yeah, cooking and eating the unborn chicken babies. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. See, uh, but you eat them too, right? <laughs> Sometimes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I do. I do oh, eat so eggs. Gr- all oh, the time. that's nasty. Why does, <laughs> See why what I mean? You make me think of that. I'm never gonna look at why Except, now. Eggs are like almost ruined for me. Except the eggs we eat aren't like don't have baby chicks in them. Well, they what if, do. What they're if you just, just not cracked an egg and like a they're baby not, chick fell out? Yeah, they're not developed. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, for me, I really think mushrooms should be banned. And it's almost it's almost the same for like the way you said like eggs. So think about it. So a mushroom is a fungi, which is. Like, it's not a plant, and it's not an animal. It's like a cross. Like, it's kind of like this living plant thing, and it just seems so gross to me. I can't... I don't know. Like, but, I, just, I, I mean, don't even want to touch them. We it's eat nasty. plants, and we eat animals, so why can't we eat the weird plant animal? Because <laughs> it's so weird. I don't know. I, it just makes me, like, itch. <laughs> I don't know why. That's that's why. Yeah, that's my answer. There's a lot of weird foods if you actually think about it. Like cheese, for <laughs> one. <laughs> I love cheese, absolutely love it. But it's strange if you think about it, like what it actually is, and how it gets stronger yeah. over time. Yeah. All meat is just animal muscle. Y- yes. And f- and fat. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You are correct. <laughs> Okay, but this is to going be fair, great. I think I think my on or my answer 
would be sparkling water. <laughs> I don't I don't get it. <laughs> I feel personally attacked, Jono. I do too. I do too. I, I knew that both of you liked it. <laughs> oh man. You just don't understand it. That's your only reason. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> okay. Well we do, so Yeah. <laughs> We get it at Walmart for $4 per six cans. Okay, I don't know where you're buying. I don't know where you're buying your LaCroix, but there's an Amish Benton Dent store. It's kind of like where there's like uh, expired foods or stuff that's been damaged. Yeah. And they have 12 can boxes of LaCroix for $1.50 each. Ooh. Mostly untouched. That sounds great. Uh, Mostly? Some of them have, like, a couple dents in them, like, minor stuff. Okay. You can, like, tell if the box is, like, taped together. You're like, ah, I don't want that. But you can find, like, some decent. Got it. It's way cheaper, so. You forget that I live, like, far away from Amish communities now. Are there Amish in Michigan? I I mean, let's Google that, shall we? Well, not even. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not even Amish, though. Like Like a expired food store, you know? I mean, Jono, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> okay, I just want to highlight this for a second. If you Google, okay. are there Amish, the first <laughs> autofill result is in Michigan. <laughs> so obviously, oh, no. we are not the first people to ask this question. Yep. Or it's just basing that on your location. Uh, mid-Michigan is home to a large Amish population. Uh, the Amish arrived in Michigan in 1895, and the population numbers around 11,000, which makes it wow. the sixth largest population of Amish in the United States. What do so you have I to say to that, are. Evan? <laughs> wow. I stand corrected. Yeah, you do. Anyway. So, John O kind of bringing it back to uh music what is your what is your process for making a song what are your steps to go through in producing a song oh boy (laughs) this could go so many directions (laughs) like something you're working on now okay well sometimes i start with the drums which yeah actually most of the times i start with the drums um And then sometimes I start with chords or like if I have a cool riff in mind, then I'll start with that and build the song around that. Um, so I'll like make a block, you know, like a four measures block kind of thing. And then, um, just work on that for a bit. Usually it's like the drop of a dubstep song, you know, so I'll build the drop. And then if it sounds good, then I'll continue it. If it sounds bad, then I'll just start another project, (laughs) usually. And then once I get the song finished, then I go through and mix it and then master. There you go. That's all you need. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot more I could go into, but it's kind of technical. So Yeah. We'll just chalk it up to you throw it into your easy bake oven for five minutes on medium <laughs> heat and then ding and it comes out man that is one no five hours <laughs> five hours yeah 
I mean, that's for a, for a short time to make a song five hours. That fair. Yeah, fair. I've spent yeah. up to at least twenty hours on one song, but it's usually between like five and ten. That's the average. There you go. Nice. For okay, for for like music that you're working in, which is more uh, technical, it's more you know mm-hmm. precise in what you're doing. It'd be like five to ten hours, where like the music that I write can and sometimes does happen in like twenty minutes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. but then you're not recording it at the same time, right? True. True. Yeah. So this is the process of like creating the track. Yeah. Yeah. And I do a lot of sound design as well. So that takes up a bit of time. Just creating all my sounds. Sometimes I make the drums. Sometimes I don't. Most of the time I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. It's tedious to make good drums. (laughs) Yeah. From a sine wave. I bet. Okay, Jonas, keeping with the music trajectory, what is your favorite song about food? It's a song by Temanite, and it's called Cecil Pavlova. And it's about pies and custards. <laughs> it's like <laughs> nice. it's dubstep. And like right before the drop, it's like, give me back my custard. <laughs> like, the bass goes in. <laughs> Didn't you play that song for me this summer? I probably did. <laughs> yeah. That's that hilarious. I love that. I don't think you can top that. <laughs> and George, your answer, just for the record, is Pizza Angel. Yes. <laughs> good good uh, to know. What about you? Do you have a favorite song about food? Oh. Uh, I mean, there are lots of songs about food. Uh, I like Pizza Angel. If I was going to go VeggieTales, which I probably would. Um, I like Pizza Angel, but I've heard it and played it too many times. Yeah. Um, I wanna. I wanna. Uh, I would would actually go with uh, his cheeseburger because that one's just classic to me. It's got everything. You know, story really gets you right in the feels. Well played. Well played. <laughs> okay, um, so continuing the, with the music theme, and this is a question for both of you to answer. So um, you both know I've done some stuff with music. I haven't done a lot, n- near, not even nearly close to the amount that either of you have put in. What would you suggest to me or someone like me who is interested in doing more uh, like independent music stuff but doesn't really know where to start? Well... Okay, first of all, you have to know an instrument. It doesn't really matter which one. You just have to have some basic um, knowledge under your belt before you start. Because I've heard a lot of songs that, like, there's stuff out of key in the background, and you're like, okay, that's that sounds like trash. <laughs> so you yeah. kind of have to have a, like, very basic understanding of music. <clears throat> um, and then I would recommend... It depends what genre you're going for, um, but if you're going for electronic music, because that's what I do, I would recommend starting with LMMS and just kind of learning how to 
sequence drums and then how to use MIDI. So like um, MIDI, if people don't know, is like a, you like set the notes and then you can change the sound um, of what's getting played and it'll play it. Um, so yeah, just starting with that, starting with tutorials on YouTube, those, those are very helpful. Cool. Yeah, I mean, what I write is a lot more like freeform. It's a lot less structure, um, which for me uh, works well because you have a lot of room mm -hmm. to like move. You have a lot of room to tell stories. Um, a lot of my music is driven primarily vocally um, because it's for me, it's about what I'm writing. Uh, and I would say if you're writing music, writing poetry, uh, don't jump the gun and just try to like put the music out there. Um, you need to write something that you are happy with. Um, once you have music that you are happy with and proud of, um, then take it to people. Um, but if, if you're not confident in your music, then no one is going to receive it well, um, is what I've found. When I started like playing shows, like I was not confident in my music, and it really came through in the performance. Yeah. So, yeah, practice, as like silly as it sounds, practice alone just playing your music, um, standing up like you're singing in front of people. And that it's, I still do that alone in my room, like still play <laughs> that way. Uh, because if you're not proud of what you're making and you can't convey what you've written to people, then you're kind of dead in the water. So that would be my advice cool sweet thanks that's uh that's great insight okay so back to the important questions oh, okay um we're really digging deep here this this week it's good uh if different types of foods were people <laughs> what food would you most want to have a conversation with <laughs> Well, based on our conversation, an egg, actually. Because <laughs> now I'm curious. Can you repeat the question just one more time? Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. If Buy in time. I like it. <laughs> if different foods were people, what food would you most want to have a conversation with? My answer is Twinkies. Oh. If Twinkies were a person, I would just have to know <laughs> what's going on up there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That would be interesting. Good point. What about cereal? Like, would it be just really scramble-minded? <laughs> <laughs> be kind of like all over the place, like hyperactive. Especially like Lucky Charms. It's like, oh, I'm a marshmallow. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. 
Okay, so uh, moving on from questions into the next portion of our time, uh, the education of a homeschooler portion where I try to teach Ooh, George yeah. how to be a human through movies. Woohoo. Oh, that's fun. So, yeah. <laughs> George, you've had an outstanding yeah. assignment to watch V for Vendetta for like 17 yes. years. <laughs> well, and, that's older than he is. <laughs> yeah, it literally is. And you finally watched it. You finally did. Oh, well, you're just going to give away the surprise? I wanted to give it away, but okay. Um, yeah, I did watch it. <gasps> See, I act surprised just I, for you. Yes, I, I had some time and I was like, I just got to do this because if I don't, I'm going to put it off. So one afternoon, I was just like, I'm watching this. So, um, And I, I really... I. I, you guys both know I do a lot of stuff with film. I like making films, uh, mm-hmm. watching the films that I do watch. Um, and I think one of like the great qualities about a good movie or that you can tell it was thought out is that it really makes you think. Like it makes you, it's not so much about the story, but it really makes you think like, whoa, what if this were true? How would I react? And I would say this is definitely one of those cases. I am still thinking about this. Like it'll show up in my mind, especially the day after I watched it. I mean, the whole, the story, it really, like, it got to me. I was like, whoa, you know, what would I have done in something like that? You know, and I've read The Count of Monte Cristo. I know that story. And coming from that, I just, I thought it was, it it felt really good. It was a well-made film. That, I am glad to hear that. I love that movie (laughs) to death. Um, So, then, so I was going to ask you initial thoughts in the movie. I feel like. Yeah. So, kind of an overview of the movie, what do you think? Part of the, part of what made it so, like, unique to me, I think, was the fact that V stays, his he has, like, moral ambiguity throughout the entire movie. It's never really shown whether he's right or he's wrong. It's left up to the viewer to decide. And I think I was, I was thinking about this, like, that night, I was kind of like, I was awake because that's when my creative process happens. Um, I was in my bed and I was just thinking, you know, like how would, if I was living in this sort of, this society and, you know, and I had like these things happen to me, how would I have, I think, I think the part where he held Evie in the prison and didn't tell her, I think that's when I kind of woke up and I was like, what? You know, and and I'm still, it's kind of like, was that the best thing? Yeah, for I her? mean, that's kind of the the question that it poses. Like, do the ends justify the means? Because yeah. she told him, you know, when they were in uh, the gallery, that she didn't want to be afraid anymore, and he gave that to her. You know, a life without fear, but yeah in the process he you know tortured her and interrogated her um and so you know do the ends truly justify the means and for her uh as she comes to terms with it yes they do um but it yeah it it definitely is a huge question that gets posed right there in the middle okay so my next question uh about the movies it's a very like we talked about it's a very like concept heavy movie 
what are some of the worldview statements that you feel like the movie made? The first thing, um, and this is something that I don't, I don't know. You've probably seen the Count of Monte Cristo. I don't know if you've read the book, but it showed up in there too. That uh, re- his V's revenge became sort of glorious in a way. You know, his his. I mean, and it's. I mean, it's cool. It's cool to watch him throw swords, and I was like so into <laughs> it. But you know, if you think, I was thinking about that. You know. God says uh, he will he will repay and as hard as that is I mean especially in that situation you want to say I just want to revolt and just destroy that's I mean that's that's something where that we've been called not to do uh, that's just based on a pr- Christian perspective I also I also think that the the movie was great but it felt like it got a little political at times. I wasn't actually, maybe you can help me clarify. So the government, was the government a Christian government? Because it seems yes. like they... Yes, they I were... I mean, obviously uh, a false, like, they're using it for... Yeah, they were stuff, very but, religiously affiliated. Okay, that's that's what I thought. So that was really frustrating for me to see. I was like, you know, to have... Um, the the faith that I believe in, so portrayed like that, you know, and it's like that's not what we're about at all, you know. And there's people that have used um, Christianity as a way for for power and money and control and stuff. And so, you know, it's like, man, if someone yeah, I I understand where you're coming from with that, and that's a really good segue to my next question about the movie is. What are some current events parallels that you see from the events and statements of the movie to to things that are happening current day? Um, the first thing that comes to the top of my head, I think, is like the stuff going on in Hong Kong. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, protests for freedom. Uh, the stuff that I've read about, so I am not I'm no expert on the subject, but and sort of the suppression of the people that the, I believe the communist government is trying to push down. I mean, I think they've said that we want to have a free republic, but it's not like that. I, that was the first thing that came to mind. Or um, in the movie, uh, their real issue with V is not him like blowing up buildings and like killing government officials. That's not their issue. Their issue is with him speaking out against them um, and telling the truth. Um, Like, he's literally, like, murdering his way through a hit list of, like, government officials. And their whole, like, mission is to keep that as quiet as possible because of how the people will perceive them. Um. So we're looking at a, a version of like a political structure where the conservative party has silenced the the liberal party and now we have one specific group of people deciding what the rest can and can't believe and can and can't say. Yeah. And that is something that I feel like we are moving towards. There are people who would 
would adopt that uh would say that yes the the other side of people whether that be conservative or liberal uh in america they shouldn't be allowed to speak their minds or their beliefs because we don't agree with them and in this case in the context of the movie it's a a religious organization saying that uh but it also could be could go the other way and be um a very non-religious uh organization saying that you know people who believe in god shouldn't be allowed to to say that um shouldn't be allowed to worship and that's happened in history before uh but i think you're right it is it's scary and it hits home in a lot of ways because it yeah. is so relevant to what's happening yeah that was a pretty crazy i was like whoa yeah and, and the last scene but... with the masks that one always gets me mm-hmm. yeah so those cool. were really good thoughts george i'm mm-hmm. glad that you got around to uh <laughs> watching the movie while i was still I am alive too. yep um yep now so your new assignment for next time okay uh if i'm still alive for whenever we get to talk about this one yeah um <laughs> your new assignment is a movie called the born identity Ooh, um, yeah. this is one of my all-time favorite movies yep. i grew yeah. up watching this movie uh it's incredible, and it and it also makes a lot of statements on the state of the world, uh, politics in a way. There are a lot of worldview implications to you know what happens in the movie. So, things yep. that that I want to be able to discuss. Yeah. So for the record, <coughs> I actually have seen that movie, but it Ooh. has been a couple of years. So okay. I'm interested to watch it again with uh, trying to like decipher it. So. <laughs> I will say, yes, it's a movie I definitely enjoyed. It's also a movie my dad really loves, so we should watch it together. There you go. Um, but I like cool. it, too. And I don't <laughs> really watch movies ever, so... <laughs> yeah! I mean, what's not to like? <laughs> yeah. What's not to like? It's a, a, a an assassin it's with memory loss. Right. I yeah. mean, the whole trilogy there is good. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, that's all I have. Sweet. Well, wow. Jono, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. I have really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you, Jono. In all honesty, in all honesty <laughs> I've missed you so much, so it is good to see your face again. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're back at camp starting when? Um, <clears throat> officially, it'll be the 26th of December. Okay until mid-march probably so all right sweet i'm super excited for that well i think that wraps it up thank you guys so much for doing this it was great had a lot of fun bye <laughs> bye <laughs> that was so loud Wait. in my earphones was oh. mine so loud yes yes what yes it, like peaked in my headphones <laughs> sorry you yeah you thank you so much for listening this has been one thing led to another i'm george croker please keep on listening to this because uh we love you bye
uh, we could be like, oh, uh, gonna have to get to bed there. It's getting past oh, yeah. my, getting a little oh, yeah. late. <laughs> For real, though. <laughs> oh, actually, it's past my bedtime. 